For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Uncommon Drive Podcast with Jeff Cross and Chad Ozie. Join us as we look at life, leadership, and legacy through the lens of sports officiating. Welcome back to another episode of the Uncommon Drive Podcast. We appreciate you joining us as you are driving to your next game or event or work or wherever you might be going and uh, we hope that time spent listening to this will help you may uh, be just a little bit more uncommon in everything that you do as you pursue life, legacy, and leadership uh, in whatever endeavor you've got. My name is Chad Ozy. I am joined today by Jeff Cross, and we're looking forward to sharing with you. How are you doing today, Jeff? I'm well. I'm well. I, this, this whole uncommon thing, I think sometimes my wife just wishes I'd become common. <laughs> like, I'm so tired of this uncommon. <laughs> just do something normal for me That's once, right. you know. But uh, yeah, I've had a really good uh, couple couple days. So, um, you know, obviously we all know, you know, it's Christmas time for me. So I've been doing a countdown That's since say, It was November. Christmas time for Jeff before <laughs> Halloween. What's he talking about? November. You yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's all good. And uh, when this episode comes out, it's actually going to be airing on Cyber Monday. Going to come out. We uh, we're going to post a few days late because of the Thanksgiving holiday, mm-hmm. and so it's going to come out on Cyber Monday. And Jeff, we thought it would be kind of just fun to do something a little different today. Uh, everybody on Cyber Monday is you know checking out the deals, trying to find the latest stuff. You know, if you happen to be home today, you're flipping through. And Amazon or wherever. If you're at work, you know, you're taking a little break here and there and checking out to see the stuff that pops up in your your email inbox. And everybody's looking for the next thing. You know, what's the next big present for Christmas? Mm. What's the next big gift to give uh, to whoever? And so I thought it'd just be kind of fun today for us to just kind of bounce back and forth, maybe a couple gifts. If you could get a gift in your officiating career or something to use for your officiating life, uh, what would those things be? So can you think, uh, is there something that you would just love to have as a gift as an official? So like from Santa Claus? Like from Santa Claus, <laughs> from the officiating fairy, like it doesn't okay. even have to be real, you know, it can right. be super real and tangible 
or it could be something, oh, man, I just wish this was different or I wish this was this way or that way. This is a tough one because my brain goes two, two ways, right? Mm-hmm. But I think... Which is good because normally Jeff's brain's going like three or four ways. So yeah. we're going two. Uh, we're, we're working well, folks. I mean, the, the you know, the, the immediate gratitude yeah. is... I wish I had my you know own private jet and my own private pilot, and it would just take me. I would never have to drive four hours ever again. That that's the immediate gratitude. But you know, I, but so I love that, and and I think that's something that so many of us can relate with. Um, I was talking with some folks uh, earlier last week, and and they were talking about you know how how much work is it to be an official. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like how hard is it? You know, you're running up and down the floor with these athletes and you're doing this stuff. And I said, well, I said, the, there are days that I feel like I'm more of a professional driver than I am a professional official. Yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. there are days um, I had a, a run not long ago where, you know, I because of my own situation where I had to be coming back from Alabama for an event. I ended up driving about 17 hours in a 24-hour period right. in order to get to, to <laughs> games uh, and then drove another, you know, nine-plus hours over the next day and a half to mm. then get in my next two games. And, you know, if if I was a professional driver with a driver log, I don't know that I was legal. Like, aren't you only allowed oh, to drive so many hours a day That's or a good point. I never <laughs> thought about that. You're right. And so, yeah, the idea to just have, you know, whether it's a, a private jet mm. or whether it's like the old, uh, you know, beam me up, Scotty. Mm-hmm. Can you just beam me to the next arena right. or wherever I might be? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's something that a lot of us as officials can really relate with. I mean, the the grind gets so much harder when you got to drive. Well, and I, I've, I've said before, you know, sometimes the game's the easiest part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're driving through snow and bad weather and, you know, maybe a uh, flat tire, whatever it is, right, mechanical issue, that that's getting to the game and doing the two hours of the game, that was the easy part. Now i got to try and i got to get to a mechanic. i got to, you know, wait for the tow truck. So, yeah, but I, th- I think – like I said, you know, immediate gratitude. I want a plane, or I, or I want to beam me up, Scotty, yeah. where I hit the button and it takes me to Indiana State. That's what I want. But in the long term, though, mm-hmm. I think because we all know that we're not going to officiate forever. Because yeah. if I got a private jet and a pilot in whatever five, six more years when I retire, I wouldn't need that. Sure. So long term wise, I wish that we could. I could click on the link and hit everyone with self-confidence. I wish I could hit everyone with a self-confidence of what the decisions they make are are good. And even though maybe some are wrong and they end up being, you know, uh, uh, causing more problems than the other, but we have to have have a self-confidence that you can take away from when we get done officiating. I can still walk and talk with confidence and... If I could just have everyone have that through officiating, mm. we would first of all we'd be better officials, sure, and we would be able to uh, not worry about what happens when officiating goes away. I have the self confidence that I will I will do something else, and um, I often say, you know, what are you going to do when you're done officiating? And I just answer pretty simply, 
I was looking for a job when I got this one. Mm-hmm. I'll go find another one. And we, we kind of get wrapped into it. You know, I'm in my, I, I, I don't lose track, 17 or 18 year in Division One, But, you know, people are like, what are you going to do when you're done? I don't know. When I'm done, I'll find something else. Mm-hmm. And um, I wish we could, I wish more of us could think that way. Yeah. You know, you bring out something kind of interesting there, this idea that what we do on the court spills over into, you know, the rest of life, mm-hmm. right? And I think there are some people that have chosen to compartmentalize. Um, I had uh, a game this last week with uh, an official that uh, some of our listeners may know. His name is Tim Page. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tim's a great guy. Mm -hmm. I've referenced him before on the podcast, but not by name. And um, Tim is a school superintendent, Mm -hmm. Um, has a ton of pressure on him. You know, I mean, those people... Uh, Some people say, well, I'll take the pressure for the paycheck, right, or whatever. But, I mean, those people, they have a lot sitting on their shoulders. Mm -hmm. You know, the the buck stops at them. Yeah, right. (laughs) And uh, he made the the comment that somebody asked him one time, uh, why does he go and do this? You know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, he works, you know, crazy hours, got all this responsibility, all that kind of stuff. And then he's going to turn around and drive three hours. Mm -hmm to go work a game, drive three hours back, be exhausted, then get up the next day and do it all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, and his statement was something to the effect of, you want me doing this. Like, you want me going to work basketball games. Mm-hmm. Because it makes me better at the rest of this. Truth. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. it, it relieves stress for mm-hmm. this. You know, because I can, I can go and I've got the time on the road while I'm traveling where I can just kind of let things decompress or I can be thinking things through and, you know, making phone calls or doing whatever I need to do. But then for a couple hours, I'm on a court and I don't have to think about anything else except what's going on in front of me. Mm-hmm. And that makes me better at my day job. Yep. I thought that's brilliant. That's somebody that's chosen not to compartmentalize. They've chosen to integrate their officiating life into their other life. And I'll see it on the flip side as well, though. I'll see people that when they get on a basketball court, they are so confident and they are so self-assured and all that. And then they leave that floor and they go to their job (laughs) and they're worried and they're stressed Mm. and they're all these kinds of things. And so, you know, when you say, you know, the gift that you wish you could give, you know, the cyber Monday special you wish you could get for all your officiating mm-hmm. friends is that they would have that self-confidence. I, the piece then that I would add to it is that it would not be compartmentalized, mm. you know, that it would be something that's not just for their officiating life, but it would carry over to their, to their home life, to their relationships, to their work life, to all of those pieces. Right. Everything, every, every aspect of life walk around with self-confidence. And, you know, we, we started off talking about Christmas and how I, you know, was talking about Christmas before Halloween. Mm-hmm. And I, I can tell you when I do, when I do talk about Christmas on October 30th or October 31st, people get frustrated with me. Sure they do. Because what for whatever reason, right? But I have enough self confidence that their opinion on what how I think of Christmas means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's okay. I still love Christmas, and I think if we can do that, when that, that self confidence of do I, do I look good in this shirt? Mm-hmm. Well, here here's the deal. Do you like the shirt? Yes. Do you think it's comfortable? Yes. Do you like the way you look in the shirt? 
yes, then it makes nothing, no difference from anyone else and have that self-confidence. But we're very, very concerned. We're concerned about doing something com- or uncommon yep. for fear of what others are going to say to us about it. And it don't bother me. Yeah, it, it doesn't bother me. And it... You know, even people around me, I can see it. People that are real close to me, they get very nervous for me when I try to whatever, you know, talk about uh, doing something a little bit more uncommon. They go, oh, I don't know if you should do that because that's not the way everyone works or going to get mad at you. Yeah, maybe so, you know. Um, And when I'm talking about basketball games, I I typically, I don't, I'm pre-gaming, I don't talk. Okay, here's 44. They score a lot of points, and that's you know we can do that all the time. But I try to be more. I try to be more in common that I can um, um, assure people that they can be who they want to be with self confidence. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's it's good. Um, if I could go buy something uh, for my own officiating career or for others, I think one of the things that I would immediately want to get is I would want to get partners in crime. What I mean by that is it's one thing to know people that you do the job with. Mm -hmm. There's another thing to have people that are close enough that they'd help you bury the body. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) And, uh, and I think that's, that's something that is so interesting. Uh, We're going to have a guest on, uh, in the next few weeks uh, on our podcast that I'm going to talk a little bit more about this concept with. But there is this this thing that says when you have been through the fire with people, it forges a bond mm-hmm. that is different than mm-hmm. when you haven't been through that. Yeah. You know, when you've been through a high pressure situation, when you've been through chaos of some sort, um, you come out the other side of that um, either uh, having zero connection to the people that you were through it with because it didn't go well, or you'll go to bat for that person for the rest of your life because you know what it was like when you were in the trenches with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I what I love is when I, I, I see a couple officials um, who maybe haven't seen each other for a while, mm-hmm. and it's like they just talked yesterday. You know, they, they may not have seen each other in two seasons. Yeah, yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. the, the schedule just didn't overlap, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, they walk into a locker room together, and they're talking like they just had hung out and had lunch yesterday. Mm-hmm. There is something that is so special about that connection. Um, and there are very few places that I think can replicate that. You know, I, I think being a part of a team, you know, a team sport, obviously, sure. is a place that you can replicate that. I think... There are certain jobs, you know, I think law enforcement and military service and other places like that obviously form that almost better than anywhere, you know, because those are places where literally your partners hold your life in their hands, Mm -hmm. depending on their actions and reactions and that kind of stuff. But I, I think it's a real gift that we get to experience as officials where we get to find those kinds of bonds and connections. Yeah, I would even, uh, extend that a little bit further I, I think how you said um sometimes you don't remember it at all because it didn't go well mm-hmm. i think even i think you still develop a bond there mm-hmm. because typically if it doesn't go well right if it doesn't go well 
you're talking about it with other officials or other you know, other people, whether it be supervisors, and then you're back uh, discussing it with your crew again, which it didn't go well, and you still learn from that and you still develop that bond. It may not be as strong as if mm-hmm. you went through the war and you made it. Yeah. I mean, you're making it through all wars, sure. um, typically within the officiating world. Um, but it can be a little stronger when you when you have success. And I think that is, even if it's not a war, maybe, you know, you have a game that is close, but not a war, and it went perfectly smooth. You develop that bond because maybe you went in going, this is one-two matchup, this is going to be crazy. And then you work with, you know, whatever Chad owes, and you go, oh, that went pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. Never, no war developed, but it felt good to get through that. So um, I think those are things, and it, even off the floor too, um, there's been times where uh, maybe my partner, uh, you know, being in Chicago area, we have two airports. Mm-hmm. I remember one time um, my partner was supposed to fly into one airport, got diverted to another airport, but got within the city, but didn't didn't know how they were going to get to the arena because now it's, you know, further away. Sure. And I was able to pick them up. Well, that, that developed a bond right there. Absolutely. Just in a simple, you know, going 20 minutes out of my way to pick someone up, to get them to the game with us, you know, I developed a bond. And... Um, um, there was a time where we were driving, me and another partner, and I almost got hit by a car. Mm. And you know, I remember my partner saying, you know, did they get you, Jeff? Did they get you? Because they just missed me. And I'm like, no, they didn't. My wife and I still talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's a bond. Yeah. And whether or not they remember it, but I, I developed that bond which in turn, I got to tell that story to my wife, and now we've got a stronger bond that way. So I think we have those opportunities, and they are, um, some are more significant than others, but I would agree. If we could just, everyone could have that, more of that, more of those opportunities to, as you say, have someone to help bury the body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Yeah, no, I like it. What other gifts would you like to uh, to get for yourself or for somebody else? Yeah. Um, well, again, self-serving, the fountain of youth, mm, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I would love to be able to wake up tomorrow morning and go, oh, good news, you're 30 again. Mm-hmm. Great. I would love to be 30 again and know what I know at 54. Mm. <laughs> That'd be life-changing. Sure. Um but every scar, every wrinkle, every, you know, uh, hair loss I have is earned. So I'm okay with that. So I, I get it. That's part of who I am and it's what, what's making me who I am. But um, I think it would be nice. Um, it would be nice to have the ability to, I don't want to say turn back time, but, you know, just n- we, we hear it all the time, knowing what you know now. You know, we make a huge difference back, you know, then. So if I had that opportunity, I think it'd be good. I think it would be good to, um, I don't, I don't want to say change the course of what I've done because my, my course and my path that I've had uh, is by all means made me who I am. But I just wonder what it would have been like if, um, if I could have stayed younger longer, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, and it, it brings up a great thought. You know, you've made some some changes in your life over the last three to five years where you, you may not get younger um, from some of those changes that you've made, but it's definitely kept you from aging quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, some, some changes that you made with your health and fitness mm-hmm. and things like that. And, and I think that's a, a great reminder to us. Okay, I, I can never turn back the clock, you know, but I can keep from advancing it yeah. quicker than it needs to. I, I don't have to play it in fast forward. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, and uh, we were we were talking, uh, my son and wife and I, we were sitting around talking yesterday about how old somebody was, mm. and the quick, well, how old do you think they are? You know, based by how old they looked, you know. And my son said, well, you know, I think they're probably like, they're probably like 15 years older than you, dad. Mm. Person's three years younger than me, mm. you know, and mm. I don't look especially young right. for my age. Yeah. That person just looks a little more advanced mm. for their age. And no matter what age we are, you know, there are things that we can do to make sure that uh, we, we can't stop the aging process. Right, right. Um, but we don't have to advance it either. Mm-hmm. And when uh, when I see some some friends of mine that I graduated high school with, which you know isn't wasn't all that long ago, um, you know that are now using mobility aids to get around, yeah. and things like that. You know, it just reminds me that uh, this uh, this job that we get to do, running up and down a basketball court or running around a baseball diamond, mm-hmm. um, they they help keep me at a place that's different. You know, if I, if I weren't doing this, I, I might not have the health that I've got right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm super, super thankful for that. Well, and I, and I, I see people that either I've went to school with or friends of mine in the past and look, they look considerably older than me. And on the same spectrum I see people making fun of what I'm doing. Mm. Refereeing, you know, my health and fitness. They're making fun of that. Meanwhile, they're looking older than I am and they're mm. struggling, you know, those kind of things. So um, it's it's interesting how that works. And again, I'll go back to that self-confidence. Well, yeah, you can be mad, but, you know, I can still get out of bed in the morning. I don't need... You know, I don't need assistance. You know, getting out of bed, or I don't, I don't need to take my, you know, two two naps a day in order to get through the day. So, we, it's just weird how we do that. And and I, I find myself looking at at old friends, you know, via whether it be social media or if I saw them in person, and I go, hmm, you know, they don't, they don't, look like, they look like they're struggling. And f- for me. I'm getting off on a tangent here. So when I I enjoy nothing more than going into a locker room and talking to two of my fellow officials about how we can be just better people. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then when I see some of my friends and they make fun of, oh, I saw you out there refereeing, you know what I mean? And, oh, oh and you know, do a, you know, do a mock traveling call. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to make fun of me because I'm not working some nine to five job, you know, getting, you know, the, the minimum wage or whatever it is and, yeah. and, and being upset about they have to go to work. And I'm not, I see it. So um, if I could 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Give another gift, my gift would be for for them to understand that we don't have to hate what we do. Mm. We don't. We choose to. We put ourselves in a nervous wreck and worried about, you know, where you know, what if my boss fires me or you know, whatever that is. And but we don't have to do that. If you don't like your job. Quit your job and go find another job and don't make fun of me because I do like mine. Yeah. You know, it's really funny. My wife, Megan, almost every game that I go work, she says to me, I hope you have fun at your game tonight. And that at first was super awkward to me. Um, One, it was just, you know, it was it was just this this freeing statement. You know, it's not like she's upset that I'm going to be away for the evening or anything like that. It just was, you know, hey, you know, but it was also this idea of, hey, it's okay to love doing this. Mm-hmm. Yep. It That doesn't take away the fact that it's work. Right. You know, it doesn't take away the fact that mentally it can be grueling, that emotionally, if you're getting yelled at by players, coaches, fans, that that's not difficult, that physically it can't take a toll, all those kinds of things. But there is something that is so, so amazing to know I can go work really, really hard, mm-hmm. but I can have fun while I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that I think is a real gift. And, you know, for me, then the, the the cherry on top is the fact that you know my support system at home mm-hmm. wants that gift for me yeah you know instead of being bitter okay well you get to go have fun tonight mm-hmm. but you know she happens to love her job and mm-hmm. you know yeah. have fun going to work and yeah it doesn't mean there's not hard parts of it you know but when we know that about each other that's really amazing if there was a gift that i could give or that I could, I'll, I'll make this one more personal. There was a gift that I could go online somewhere and buy for myself today. Okay. It would be some really great challenges this season. Hmm. Um, and I know that sometimes that's a thing that people shy away from. But hmm. I find, at least for me, I grow the most when I'm put in moments of challenge. Um, the challenge could be okay, how do I get from this game to that game? You know, it could be as simple as that, <laughs> yeah, right? right, right. Um, the challenge could be um, I'm in a really tight ball game where we got to get to the end of the second overtime 
you know, and, and manage this game and make this work. It, the challenge could be a 102 to 38 game mm. where the team that's getting their tail whooped is so mad. They're just looking for an opportunity to take somebody out. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Those are, those are challenges. And for me, I find that I grow the most as an official, not when I can just kick it into neutral and coast, mm-hmm. but when I've got to dig down and, you know, I'm not even flying along in third gear. I, I got to kick down into first and second gear and really grind to get through that game. Um, because I, I believe that every time I get one of those challenges and I come out the other side, whether I succeeded well in the challenge mm-hmm. or I struggled in the challenge, I find that I grow so much as an official, as a person, coming through those challenges. Well, and I, I would say that would be a good gift for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. A good gift for everyone for to not shy away from the challenge because it's very easy to do. It's very easy to see the challenge, go away from it. I made it through the day. Did you have any challenges? Nope, it was perfect. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and I say it all the time, right? Suffering has value. Um, we may not want to repeat it, but it has value. And that's what we're doing. When we have those challenges, when we see more challenges come our way, it creates suffering, um, good suffering. And then we can we can add value to our lives and the people that are around us. If that challenge, whatever that is, and you and you live it, you suffer through that challenge, if you're if you're uncommon, you will share that with the people around you. So they can learn from your suffering also. And um, I guess I think that would be kind of a cool gift to give too, right? Let everyone learn from the suffering that I've been through. Mm. You know, it's, I, I just thought of that. It'd be kind of neat, you know, to say, okay. And, you know, if we get a little personal here. You know, that's what Jesus did. He mm. suffered for us so we all could learn from his suffering. And we could get rewarded for his suffering. And if we are suffering, whatever that is, maybe not obviously not getting nailed to the cross, but our suffering, if we can teach the people around us and, and help them learn from that, that's going to make their life better. Yeah. You know, when I look at, at those challenges and when I look at those things, part of what comes through for me is even just the, the language that we use. Hmm. Hey, how'd your game go today? Oh, easy peasy, man. 30-point blowout. Yeah. Right? So we, we immediately go to a default of it's the easy game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? How often do we say, oh, man, it was great. Um, you know, we had two overtimes. Uh, we were dead tired afterwards. We had like six rule things we had to work through. We went right. to the monitor four times. Right, we had, right. you know, Rarely are we excited about that. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when we talk about those kinds of games, oh man, that was so hard. That was mm-hmm. so hard. But what if we flip the script mm-hmm. and the games that we got excited about were those hard games? Yeah. You know, and I, I think when we look back on them, we do talk about them that way. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look back and you're talking with friends, the next season or the season after that, you're never talking about the 30 point blowout. Right. Unless something crazy happened in it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a 30 point blowout with a fight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a, that's a different deal. And we'll be talking about some of that in an upcoming podcast. Yeah. But I, I really do think it's important for us to focus in on 
the opportunities that we get to grow through these challenges yeah. that we're faced with. Yeah, it's it's um it's something that we just as we we don't talk about as you say the 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 30-point games we go you know we're always looking for those challenges you know it's close ball games but the hard thing is as much as we want them we can only handle so much of it sure <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean yeah. if you're you you're whatever you're in a 40 60 game season the last thing you want is 60 games on the mm-hmm. challenge that's what you think you want but if you're on a 60 game schedule and your first 20 or you know five points or less it's mm-hmm. i mean it's another close one overtime close one close one close one as much as you didn't like that it sure is going to pay off when you're in the championship game in the Missouri Valley tournament and it's a one pointer. Yeah. You're like, yep, I'm, I'm conditioned for this. And I talk about, I talk about mental conditioning all the time, not just physical conditioning. We need mental conditioning. Mm-hmm. And that's why I believe a lot of times we have failures so early in the season because we're not mentally conditioned yet. And we, you know, we start to zone out and we get, you know, we get a little foggy third quarter and fourth quarter or whatever it is. So now when you have those close games where they don't end as, as smooth as you would like, mm-hmm. that's because we are mentally exhausted and we just can't do that. So it pays to have challenges throughout the season that are going to, you know, extend your mental conditioning to pay off for the game in the middle of March. No, you're absolutely right. And I know as a coordinator, you know, one of the things that I do, you know, I, I look at the matchups that I'm assigning umpires mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I have some some coaches that can be more difficult than other coaches. Sure. I have some teams that when they play each other, I know the temperature is going to rise. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's spring baseball, so it may only be 42 degrees on the field, yeah. but it's 142 <laughs> in the dugout. So you know what there, I mean? Right, yeah. I mean, it's, it's that kind of deal. And with the software that I assign with, what happens is, is I get a, I get a pull down list. So I click to fill that spot and I get a pull down list and I can, I can do it lots of different ways. I can do it by ranking. I can do it by last name. I can do it by distance from the site. I can do all those kinds of things. Here's what happens. I get a game like that where I know the temperature is going to be warm. I look at that pull down list and I'm immediately looking for names that I know I that I know I can trust to handle the temperature. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I could have 12 umpires within 10 minutes of that field, and I might go right past them if I don't think they can handle the temperature. Mm-hmm. And because I know that as an assigner, that's what I do. Now, as an official, both on the baseball field and the basketball court. I want to be an official that my assigner says they can handle the temperature. Mm. And the only way that you handle the temperature, the only way is by being in times when the temperature gets elevated. <laughs> yeah, you got to sit in boiling water in order for you to realize that it's not hot anymore. I love it. My, <laughs> my wife and I, we love to watch cooking shows. Okay. Yeah. You know, and uh, you watch some of these chefs that are out there, they'll literally grab hot pans mm-hmm. with their hands yeah. and pull it out and it doesn't even phase them. Mm-hmm. Well, I guarantee you the first time they grabbed a hot pan out of the oven, yeah. it phased them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it hurt, mm-hmm. you know, but after all these times of, 
going in and doing the work and doing the things that need to be done, now they're almost immune to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and when we look at some of these officials and we might say, man, why are they always on the conference tournament? Or why are they always on the big game, on the Big Ten Network or wherever, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Well, it's because the temperature doesn't phase them anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody else is sweating and they're cool as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're a better play caller right. than another official. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they're in better shape. Doesn't mean they have a better connection with the coach. Doesn't mean any of that. It just means they can handle the temperature. Well, and they can operate. Like we talked about in our past, past, past podcast, you have to be able to operate during chaos. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it. You know, when you've got chaos and you're still able to run at room temperature, that's good. Oh, if you're driving absolutely. a car, it starts to overheat. A car don't run very good. That's right. It just doesn't. So that's what's so great. That's what we have to be able to do, regulate those situations so we can still think very clearly, speak very clearly, and handle whatever curveballs might be thrown at us. You know, And that is that's something you're just not going to get from taking the 75-question test from the NCAA. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to get it. Yeah. So you got to go out and you got to put yourself in boiling water. You got to put yourself in high stress situations and suffer through it. So that way it, you come out on the other end going, huh, he didn't get that hot. Not bad. Yeah. No, my mother-in-law that's... does that. You know, my, my mother-in-law still, you know, she's 88. I love her. And she's still operating with potholders from the 1940s, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're paper thin, you know, she's like, I'm like, you got a potholder? Yeah, I got one. This, I just knitted this thing, you know, 20 years ago. I'm like, okay, it's paper thin. <laughs> I, I'm trying to grab this pan out of the thing. Oh, it'll be fine. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm nervous. Right. And sure. she, she's been using this potholder for 30 years. She just grabs it, pulls it right out of there and it's no big, that's fine, Jeff. She's been doing that yep. every day. It's very normal for her. She doesn't feel that heat where I feel the heat because I don't experience it. Yeah, no, that's really, really good. Mm. Uh, the last uh, gift that I would love to get, uh, not only for myself, but for my officiating friends mm. uh, this year is uh, really tied into several of the things that we've been talking about today. But I, I think it's a great way to kind of bring this to a, to a close. Um, I, I'd really like, I'd like to get my friends joy. Mm. Now, there's a huge difference between joy and happiness. Sure. You know, I mean, happiness is in the moment. Happiness is we had a great game. Happiness is I got to go work a game 20 minutes from my house rather than 11 hours and 20 minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, I mean, it's it's those kinds of things. But joy is something that it just kind of emanates out regardless of the circumstances. You know, I have seen uh, I've seen friends of mine walk into locker rooms this year and you can just tell they're down. Mm. Maybe it's because of the schedule they got. Maybe it's because of stuff going on at work. Maybe it's because of stuff going on at home, whatever. Um, I I've talked about it on the podcast before. Um, You know, our family kind of came up with this mantra a couple of years ago of just choose joy. Mm-hmm. which means that in the midst of even difficult situations, finding the joy that mm-hmm. comes from that. And it, and it really is a choice, you know, because I can choose to find the ugly real easy. Yeah. And most of us do. That's the common thing, mm-hmm. to choose to find the ugly, the hard, the depressing, the divisive, the mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but to, to choose joy, 
I think especially as we look at this Christmas season, I don't care if you're somebody that that celebrates a a traditional uh, Christmas viewpoint, uh, if Hanukkah is your thing, if Kwanzaa is your thing, if you're there doing Festivus for the rest of us, it really doesn't matter (laughs) to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is something special about this time of year, I think, that kind of gives us the opportunity to reflect. And I think especially for those of us working basketball, we get to be on the court around all these people during this time of year. Mm-hmm. And there is something a little different in the air. And I think it's a great reminder to us to, to choose that joy. Well, and something that I've been saying in the locker room, every game this year during our pregames, and um, I've said it before. I've been saying it for years. Don't necessarily always say it every game, but I told myself I'm going to say it every game this year. And I, when I was saying it in the past, I would typically say it on the floor as we're, you know, maybe separating or something like that. But um, I told myself that I'm going to say it every game this year in the locker room, whether I'm the crew chief or not. And I, I, I probably shared it, but I think it's so important that we say it all the time. We get to referee the game we love with the people we love. Mm. We get to do that. That should be joyful. That, and that, that is to me joy. I am I am joyful for that. Not just happy for that moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say it to every crew, whether it's someone that I first time worked with, or if someone that I work with, you know, ten times a year. It's that is the joy of what we do, and you know I I'm 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 thankful and I'm joyful that I get to spend the rest of my life with my wife, you know, and I'm joyful and I get to, I get to take her to work and try and pick her up when I don't have games. I'm joyful for that, you know, with somebody that I love. So, um, find ways to do that. You know, listen, I'm on, I'm on board. If y'all want to take all your pregames and go, Hey, listen, as Jeff Cross says, we get to referee the game we love with the people we love, you know, it'd be interesting to see, how much better we would perform in those difficult, in those hot situations. So, yeah, absolutely. Do you mind if I share the? Do you saw the email that uh, Randy and sent out? Yeah. Or, okay. Go right mind, ahead. Is it okay if I share that? Absolutely. I didn't discuss it with you prior to that. Um, For those but, of you wondering, Jeff doesn't discuss anything he's going to share with me before we do it on the podcast. So don't let him fool you into thinking that there's some sort of like rubber stamp that happens before it hits the airways. It's not, <laughs> and. Um, I didn't give Chad much of a chance to say, I think it was like, it's a good idea. Um, I guess, again, it goes back to my self-confidence. I'm like, why, why would he say no? That's but right. I guess it's he could have idea. said no. And I want to be perfectly clear. We we do spend some time trying to prepare for our podcast. But when I talk to my friends, they always ask, well, what's on? What's next on the podcast? And listen, we, you know, it's... It, it's not even 30 minutes before we record yet. Let's figure it out. No, we're, we're a little bit more prepared than that. So um, I want to share with everyone. I'm not for sure how we can um, make this available. Maybe they could just email us or if you have my my email address or my phone number, you can get a hold of me and I can send you the information if you don't have it. But the bottom line is um, December 22nd, um, I have a game at U of I and it's a noon game. And our, uh, we are in the process of finding a family uh, that is deserving of a break. And we're going, and I'm, I'm basically taking collections um, for anyone who wants to give. And I'm just extending it out to the officiating family. You know, you can share it with anyone you want to share it with. Um, 
and whether it's $10 or $100, whatever you want to do, we don't care. Or even if you don't want to do anything, that's fine too. But if you, if you don't want to do anything, please, please don't be mad that I shared it with you. I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I just want to uh, provide an opportunity for a family that, that deserves a break during the holiday season. And I've been doing this for many, many years. Um, a couple of years ago, we helped a military family out. Um, last year, we helped out just a, a random waitress. Mm-hmm. So I try to do these good things. So, um, But December 22nd, we're going to try and, and, and give uh, this, this family this deserving family, some make their Christmas special with the things that they might need. So um, if you have any questions about that, if you're con- you're like, hey, I'd like to help out with that, contact us. The best us. way for you to, to reach you out to us there would be to, to email us at uncommondrivepodcast at gmail.com. Right. We'll shoot you all the information mm-hmm. about it. This is an awesome thing that Jeff has done for multiple years now. Um, and one of the neat things about it is, you know, we talk about choosing joy. He's also uh-huh. chosen to kind of spread joy through this because when you do something like this, the the giver gets just as much, if not more than the receiver, yeah. you know? And so what he's done is he's expanded it by allowing others of us to participate with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year they did this at a breakfast mm-hmm. and invited as many officials as wanted to come eat breakfast uh, to come join in mm-hmm. uh, as the the pretty significant tip was was handed to the to the waitress there this year it's going to be a little bit more focused and specific to a family where he's going to know some specific needs and things that they have as well as some some wants because yeah. we know that's the joy sometimes mm-hmm. is to be able to provide some of that not just the the needs but the wants and if you'd like to be a part of that it uh, doesn't matter how much, you know, right. if, if you got extra $5 laying around, uh, if, if you want to give, you know, $1,005, um, everything that you give, every single thing that you give yep. will go directly to that family in those ways that have been identified as, as the best way to help that family. Uh, and uh, it's a super neat thing. Shoot an email to uncommon drive podcast at gmail.com. We will then put you in touch with the best way to make that donation. Um, Jeff will be, I'm sure, posting on social media mm-hmm. and things like that. So you can see how it's gone and what mm-hmm. it's been used for. There'll be tons of accountability with that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's just such a neat way uh, to choose joy mm-hmm. this season. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about all these gifts that we would get for ourselves or we would get for our friends this Christmas season if we just had the magic fairy officiating wand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, this is a way for us to do something tangible and real uh, for people. And uh, it's it's an uncommon way uh, for us to live. Yeah, thanks for clearing that up. I was, I was, I was, I was stuttering a little bit because I get pretty excited about it and I want everyone to be part of it if, if they want to, so... Cool. Thanks, Jen. Hey, guys, I hope this has been helpful to you and uh, look forward to sharing with you again. Uh, This uh, episode will come out next Monday. That's Cyber Monday. So it'll be uh, November 28th when it comes out. And then our regular episode will come out again uh, that Friday. Thanks for holding on over the Thanksgiving uh, holiday as we plan to spend some time with family and friends and that kind of thing. And uh, look forward to hearing all the great stories about how you're making an impact where you're at. See you all soon. Happy Cyber Monday. Thanks for listening to the Uncommon Drive podcast. Be sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.